Thanks for listening to this message. For more information about The Exchange, visit www.theexchange.cc. Or you can join us for one of our Sunday gatherings each Sunday at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. Well, today we are wrapping up five weeks together in a series that's been fun, and I hope it's been insightful, a series we've called Searching, Searching, Looking for Life's Answers. How many of you, just to kind of get started today, how many of you admit you have Googled at least one thing at some point this weekend? How many of you just Googled just at least one thing? Lots of hands going up. Some of you at home as well. Man, lots of hands. I I can raise my hand. I've Googled like three, four things yesterday. Uh, We saw at the beginning of this series around 85% of people use Google at least three times a day, all right? That's a lot of searching. That's a lot of searching. And we as people, we are searching, not just for like how to fix that broken thing on my car, okay, and you got to find the right YouTube video, or how to do that project at my house that my wife's been hounding me on, but we're searching for some deeper things. We're searching for some answers to some of life's deepest questions and, and, and deepest wonderings. And so this series has been all about just meeting you there. And we've looked at five of the most um, Googled or searched for spiritual questions, and then we're answering them through the unchanging truth of God's Word. And so my hope is that the series has um, encouraged you, maybe answered some questions that you've been wondering about, but also I hope it's challenged you a little bit, because sometimes that's what happens with God's Word. Uh, If you missed any of our series, man, uh, we missed you. Welcome in. We're glad you're here today. I want to kind of tell you just real quick where we've been. If there's a question that maybe you're asking and you're like, man, I'd love to go back and watch that. Um, Week one was, what is the purpose of life? You ever asked that before? Uh, wondered that at the end of a long day or end of a long week. Uh, week two was why do we go through testing? Okay, not Rona. All right, not Rona testing, but why do we go through like spiritual testing? Because that happens. Week three was the big question, how do I know God's will? All right, some of you like, how do I know God's will if I'm supposed to marry this person right here? All right, listen, we answered that in week three. And then last week was, does God really have all power? Is, is he really powerful over all things? And uh, man, if you missed it, like spoiler alert, the answer is an overwhelming absolutely yes. He's reigning over all things. So if you missed any of that, it's all on our website podcast. Go back, check it out um, as we all are searching together. Now, anybody ready for today's question? Cool. I appreciate the five of you who are ready, all right? Ready for today's question. Here is today's question. How does God speak to us? How does God speak to us? That's a question that a lot of people are searching and wondering and longing for answers to. So as you write that down on my note takers today, out of curiosity, how many of you, okay, and just quick show of hands, those of you online, you can kind of throw up an emoji in the comment section. How many of you um, can remember right now, like just think of it, don't say it out loud, how many of you can remember a moment, show of hands, uh, a moment where in your life at some point you know that God clearly spoke to you? How many of you are just like, yeah, 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 cool, cool. If you don't raise your hand, that's fine too, okay? Man, a lot of people, that's awesome. Uh, man, believe that God God spoke to me in a moment. You see, if you look at scripture, we see that God talks with Adam in the Garden of Eden, right? You read that one before? Or God tells Noah to build an ark, or he spoke to Moses through a burning bush. That was a cool story. Um, He spoke to Abraham, promised him a son and many descendants. He spoke to Paul on the road to Damascus. Remember that? Through the blinding light. God spoke to these people in scripture, but the question is, does God really still speak to us today? Like the same God of all those Bible stories, is he still the same God who speaks to us today? And my hope is that, man, through our time today, you will hear the answer is an overwhelming yes. 
same God and same God who longs to speak to you and to me. Now, often when we ask this question, when we think about this, here's where our mind goes. We think, does God really speak? And we think about an audible out loud voice, don't we? Okay, fellas, like when your wife hollers at you across the house, like, honey, what are you doing? Okay, listen, is God going to speak to me like that? Okay, listen, here's what I'd say. Can God do that? I believe he can. He can speak out loud if he wants to. But often, that's not how he speaks. There's a number of ways that he speaks. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to kind of outline some of those through the truth of Scripture of how God speaks into our life. Now, today, kind of like the last few weeks, I don't have like one certain passage that I'm going to, so I can't like tell you one exact chapter. We're going to use a lot of scripture today to answer this question. And so my encouragement to you in the room at home is to just take notes. We'll put all the verses on the screen, put some points up there so that you take the truth today and you didn't just like hear a sermon that was like okay or mediocre, but like you heard something that affected your life. All right. When you write it down, it's proven to stick a little bit more. Now, before we answer the question, how does God speak to us, I want to answer this question first, because I think this one is important. Why should you hear from God? Like, why is it important for you as a husband, as a high school student, as a single parent at home today, why is it important for you to hear from God? Because I realize there may be some people listening today, and kind of here's where your thought process is. Like, I know you're going to tell us God speaks today, but if he does, like, I don't know that I've really heard him. Or if I've heard him, like, it's been a long time ago, and there was one time that, like, I thought I heard him, but I don't know if it was him or, like, the tacos I ate the night before. Um, like, like, I know there's a lot of really cool Bible stories, but, like, I don't know that that same God is going to, like, speak to me. All right, and maybe some of you are there today. And so I want to answer this question first. Like, why is it important for you to hear from God? Why does that matter for your life? Okay, three quick reasons. Write these down. First, hearing from God proves I'm in his family. Hearing from God proves I'm in his family. Simply put, if you don't have communication with God, there's a really good chance you don't have relationship with God. Every relationship requires what? Communication. Married couples, you let the communication break down in your marriage and see what happens. That relationship will go south real fast, right? Relationship requires communication. Here's what Jesus says, John 10, 27. Jesus says, my sheep, that's you and me, they listen to my voice and I what? And I know them. I have a relationship with them, and they follow me. Now, if I told you today um, that I know Nick Saban, who just so happens to be the coach of my favorite football team, okay, whether you like it or not, you can put thumbs up in the comments section. I don't care, all right? If I told you that I know him today, and I was like, man, I, I, man, I call Nick up, and I write Nick, all right? And then your next question would be, does he call you back? Does he write you back? And I'll be like, no, he hasn't yet. And what would, what would your response be? You fool, you don't know him, right? Because here's the deal. It's possible to be a fan of someone and not really know them. Let me say that again. It's possible to be a fan of someone and not really know them. What does that mean for you and me? That means that there's a lot of people who are a fan of God because of what he might could do for them, but there is no real relationship where they know him. See, every relationship requires communication. So if you're not hearing from God, you got a question, a question like, man, am I in his family? Because relationship is communication. Case second is this. Hearing from God protects me from mistakes. Hearing from God protects me from mistakes. God as a good father, what did he tell us in Scripture? He's like, man, this world you're going to live in, it's broken, it's jacked up. And so are you. And there's going to be all sorts of trials and tests and temptations that are going to come your way. And he says, I want to help you. 
I want to give you instructions, but you got to listen to me. Psalm 32, or excuse me, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, in the message translation, I love how it says it. It says, listen for God's voice in what? In everything you do. Not like the Sunday things. In everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. God longs to give us instructions for our daily circumstances and decisions of life, but we have to hear his voice to know his instruction. All right, so hearing from him is important because it protects you from mistakes in life. Number three is this. It's important to hear God's voice because it produces Christ-likeness in us. It produces Christ-likeness in you and in me. See, if you're a follower of Jesus and you're listening today and you go, man, I've been a Christian for decades or I've been a Christian for two years. Listen to me. One of the primary goals of your life and purposes is to become more like Jesus. Now, are you going to reach his status on earth? No, but you're called to become more like him. Now, Genesis tells us we were created in his image, but then what happened in Genesis 3? Sin entered the picture and it tainted it all. It messed up you and me being the image bearers of God. And so guess what? We need God daily to help us be the representation of his image. And so here's what God says to us, Psalm 32, 8. He says, I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you. I'm going to help you with my loving eye on you. See, God longs to instruct us in the way that we should go. But unfortunately, too often, we listen to the voices of the world or the voices of others more than the voice of God. And that's where it goes wrong. You see, when we listen to his voice, he can produce this Christ-likeness in us. And every day, we're not perfect, but we're growing to be more like him, growing to be more like him. See, I ran across a quote this week that said this. Just listen to it. If somewhere along the way you subconsciously develop the belief that God will not speak to you personally, I bet that was the moment Christianity became boring to you. That's so good, I'm going to say it again. If somewhere along the way you subconsciously develop the belief that God will not speak to you personally, I bet that was the moment that following Jesus became boring to you. That's a powerful and, I believe, true statement. I mean, let's be real. Some of you are here today, and if you had to, like, describe your spiritual journey right now, your spiritual life on a piece of paper, the words stale and dry and stagnant might get used. And maybe today you sit here and you're going, I know you're about to tell me that God speaks to me, but listen, like, I'm not really hearing and maybe for some of you, as you tune in today or you got drug into the room today, you're like, man, I don't, I don't even know if this whole church and Jesus thing is worth it. Like, is it really worth the extra effort? I got so much else going on in my life. I don't think God's even really going to speak to me. And man, if that's where you are today, let me just say, man, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're listening. And today I want to do my best for the truth of God's word just to help you, man, be refilled to know that he's a living and active God who speaks to us, and he wants to speak to you. And I think that in that today, man, he could remind you of the joy and the purpose that you can have in relationship with him. Not religion, but relationship with him. Okay? Now, before I start laying out the list, let me just say this. Our God is a creative God. He came up with the stars, the beach, the mountains, the river. He came up with all that. He's a creative God. So here's what I'm saying. He speaks to his kids in a lot of different unique ways. 
I think he knows that we're all wired a little bit different. He wired us. And so sometimes there are some things that some people can hear from God more clearly in this way, and other people can't hear that clear in that way, and vice versa. And so today, here's what I'm saying. I'm going to give you a list of a few things, but this is not by any means an extensive list. God's creative. He's sovereign. He can speak however he wants to. But today, these are some ways I believe Scripture points us to that says, man, God can speak to you through this way if you'll listen. Okay? Here we go. All my note takers. One of the primary ways God speaks to us is God speaks through the Bible. All right? Shouldn't be any surprises there. That should be number one. God speaks to us through his word. He uses his word to do what? To give us warnings. Um, sometimes it's words of encouragement. Sometimes it's lessons for life situations. He'd do any of that. Here's what the New Testament says. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says all scripture, look at this, is God breathed. It's inspired by God and it's useful to do these things. Teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant, that's you and me, of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, the word's got enough to help you know what to do every single day. That's what it says. The Bible's not an ancient history book that just tells us about some stories from a long time ago. It's a life book that's living and active and speaks into the moments of our life today. Now, I want to hit two primary ways that I think we can hear from God through his word. Okay, two ways. So here's the first one. We hear from God personally through his word. Personally. So here's what that means. That means there should be moments in your life, in your week, where you personally interact with God's word apart from this moment right here on Sundays. Okay? I've used this illustration a hundred times, but it's so true. None of y'all, all right, in the room, online, none of y'all would go to your favorite Sunday buffet, all right, you fill in the blank with whatever your favorite one is, and just smash it. I'm talking about just wear it all out, all right? Walk, they had to roll you out the restaurant, and then you wait a whole nother week before you eat another meal until next Sunday lunch. Wouldn't none of y'all do that? Guess what? I mean, it's the same way spiritually. God says, man, you can't just interact with my word for 30 minutes or 60 minutes in the room or online every single week and hope that's going to tide you over until next Sunday. Because chances are you may not make it next Sunday. Right? I mean, just like we need daily physical nutrients, we need daily spiritual nutrients as well. And so that comes through the word. Now, some of you are going, well, I don't, I don't know where to start. It's a big book and it's hard to understand. Listen to me. We got you. We got you. As the exchange, we have a little pathway we've created. Ain't nothing magical about it, but it's just, it just helps you. It's simply called the Life Journal Reading Plan. If you've been a part of our family, you're like, I know, I know. If you're new to our family, welcome in. It's a simple plan that'll walk you through either the New Testament. So that's like one chapter a day, five days a week because you need two makeup days. You ain't going to be perfect, okay? Or there's a plan to walk you through New Testament and Old Testament. And I know we're in August, almost September, but like, it's not too late. You can jump in. So you're like, well, how do, how do I get information? Just pull out your phone right now. Text the word Bible, B-I-B-L-E, to 601-397-6111. What's that going to do? We'll just send you a text message every Sunday that just says, hey, here's where our family's going this week. Man, love for you to read along. And then there'll be a little link to some resources, because sometimes it's hard to understand. And these resources will help you so that you can personally engage with God's Word. Also on our website, theexchange.cc, under like the little Next Steps tab, there's an acronym from a message series that we did at the beginning of the year called TASTE, T-A-S-T-E. It's like a little simple step for you when you sit down with God so that you can personally hear from God's Word. Why? Because He wants to speak to you. And when we sit down with God's Word personally, ain't no, ain't no preacher there. God, the living act of God, speaks to you. If you'll listen, 
So we engage God's word personally. There's a second way, though. All right, I think we also engage God's word when the primary was through the preaching of the word. The preaching of the word, like this moment right here. And if you're kind of new to our family, just tuned in today, and you're like, so kind of, what do y'all do in your gatherings? Like, we do this right here, like every single time. We do this, where we open up God's word, and we teach, and we apply it to our lives. And sometimes, like, it's, like, warm and encouraging, and we, like, we leave all hyped up. Sometimes it's kind of, like, convicting and challenging. It steps on our toes a little bit, and it's, like, calls us out on the mat. Because guess what? We think God's word does all of that, and we're going to teach the whole thing. And so for us as a spiritual body, I mean, we believe the preaching of God's word is important. But you know what? Every single Sunday before I walk out, I have a little reminder that goes off on my phone because I need the reminder. And that reminder gives me a little verse that I quote every single week before I come out. Did it today before I, I came out to teach to you. Here's what that verse is. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 it says, For the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. And it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You know what happens every time I quote that verse? You know what it reminds me? It reminds me that the, the truth that I'm about to handle has the power to speak to the deepest parts of man. I mean, it reminds me that like, I'm, to, I'm called to handle it with passion and with care and to communicate truth. And I can't, I mean, I literally can't tell you over the last eight years how many times somebody's come up to me after a message and like, oh, man, bro, like you have no idea how that message just spoke right to me today. Like it was right on my situation. I got a decision I got to make this week and it just filled in the blank. Listen to me. That ain't because I'm a good preacher and I ain't been trolling you on Facebook either before I wrote my message. All right. That's because the word is living and active. Don't tell me God's not real. The word is living and active, and it will get up in your business. And the preaching of it, God uses it to speak to us. So here's what that practically means. Every time you sit in this room, you tune in online, or you podcast on the way to work, a message that comes from the truth of God's word, you know what could happen in that moment? God could speak. Like, he wants to speak to you, if you'll listen. He wants to speak. He uses God's word to speak. All right, y'all got to listen faster. Second truth is this. God speaks through prayer. God speaks through prayer. You ever thought about that? Prayer is a 24-7, 365 communication line with the God of the universe who holds everything together by his power and created you with his very words. You ever thought about that? You ain't got nobody else in your contacts list on your phone with that kind of power. You don't. But who do you talk to more? Just saying. How about this? How many of you got a friend, like you got the chatty friend in your life? Anybody got a chatty friend? You go to hang out with them at their house or you go to eat dinner with them. All right, and it's just like, okay, you, you don't get to say nothing, right? You're just there. You're just present. Anybody got, don't, don't point at them. Okay, don't mention their names in the comments. That would not be appropriate. Don't, okay, just think about them. Just think about them. And some of you are going, some of you are going like, huh, I don't really know if I have a friend like that. And maybe you, <laughs> I'm just saying it may be you. Self-awareness is a good thing, okay? Here's the point. We all got that friend in our life that, like, we hang out with them, and it's just like, do, 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 it's constant chatter. And have you ever left that conversation at the restaurant or their house or group or whatever it was, and, like, you sit in the car, and it's like, whoo, like, I feel drained. Like, I, I don't even feel like we connected at all relationally because it was all them and none of me. Like, I didn't get to say no. I didn't tell them about how my week was, right? You got that friend before? Listen to me. Here's the point. 
so often that's exactly how we pray and communicate with God. Hey, God, listen, I'm going to talk. How about you listen? I got a lot to say, God. Got a whole wish list I'm bringing you today. And you know what we miss? That prayer was designed to be a two-way communication channel where sometimes we talk and sometimes we listen because God wants to speak into us. So let me ask you this question. What does your personal prayer life look like beyond God bless this food? Or how about this question? Do you spend as much time listening in prayer as you do talking? God wants to speak. And listen to me. I'm not the best listener to God in my prayer life. But I know there have been moments where, man, I'm praying and communicating with God and relationships happening. And, man, he just he prompts my mind with an idea or a truth or a promise or a mind or a direction. And you know what? Man, I receive that as the voice of the living God, my maker, my father, speaking to me. And I believe he wants to speak to you like that too. He can. He longs to. Okay, God speaks through his word. God speaks through prayer. Here's the third one. God speaks through worship. God speaks through worship. Now listen, ultimately, anytime we put the attention of our life on Jesus, all right, that's worship. So worship's a lot of our life, but I want to talk for a second about like musical worship, kind of what happened earlier right here. Musical worship, all right? In the Old Testament, there's a unique but powerful story about a king named uh, Jehoshaphat. All right, and I know y'all just want to say that, so just say that with me, Jehoshaphat. That was good. You guys are all right with that, okay? Jehoshaphat. Listen, it's such a crazy story where this king is leading God's people. He's leading God's people, and the enemy stands before them. It's a big old enemy, all right? Big old army. And Jehoshaphat makes this crazy command as the king, as the leader of the army. I want you to see what he calls out. Watch this. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. After consulting with the people... Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. And as they went out at the head of the army, they were saying, they were singing, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes, this is real, set ambushes against the men of Amnon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. Did you catch that? Jehoshaphat didn't send the tanks. He didn't send the big machine guns to the front of the line. He sent the choir. Seriously, I don't don't know if they were in robes or not. It was the choir. They went to the front of the battle and they sang praise to God in the face of an enemy. And God delivered them. You know why? Because worship is a weapon. The worship of God's people reflected back to him as a weapon, and God speaks through that. I mean, I, like, I can't even tell you. I can't even count how many times I've gathered with you right here in this room. And man, maybe I've been overwhelmed or fearful or worried or feeling alone. I mean, we've sang the praises of God together. Maybe it's just been me and Jesus, and man, I hit my Spotify worship playlist, and it's just me and Jesus in the headphones. I mean, we just go in, and I'm just just declaring truth to him. And in those moments, I don't know if you've been there before, but in those moments, it's almost like the audible voice of God. Like he just kind of puts his arm around me and just says, man, I'm, I'm here. I'm present. My love is real. My promises are true. My faithfulness is generation to generation. And man, in that moment, 
the voice of God speaks. It may not be audible like me talking to a friend, but it is real. You can't deny that. And I believe God wants to speak to you and me in that way. And I realize for some of you, you're going like, well, I'm just not really the singing type. I don't, just, I don't really like to sing, never been seen, wasn't in the band. I don't. Listen, here's what I'm saying. If you're making excuses about why you can't worship, you're missing opportunities for the voice of God to speak to you. And I ain't saying you've got to worship, it's got to look just like this. I believe it can. But I believe that a holy and living God wants to speak to you in the worship of his name. Okay, he speaks through worship. Here's the fourth one. God speaks to us through others. He speaks to us through others. I know, and man, I personally experienced God speaking through, man, parents, friends, family, teachers, spiritual leaders, other people in my life. Like just this week, uh, man, I was facing some difficult decisions, walking through a little bit of a stressful week, had lunch with a friend of mine who loves Jesus and loves me. And he just, man, he just began to pour wisdom and wise counsel into my life, like over chips and salsa. It wasn't nothing holy. He just started speaking wisdom into my life. And, and man, I, I received it. I needed it. As the voice of God speaking into my life. And God can do that. He can use other people to speak into our life. And sometimes uh, he uses other people to speak encouragement. We like that. But sometimes he'll use other people to speak accountability into our life. Look at Hebrews 3.13. Check out this verse. It says, but encourage one another daily. In other words, you need it every day, not just on Sundays. As long as it's called today so that this will happen. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. In other words, it says, the enemy's tricky. This world will get you. And so you need other people in your life, not just to speak the warm fuzzy, but sometimes men to encourage you and call you into accountability for maybe areas where you're battling sin. So let me ask you this. How are you doing to listen to those voices? Those aren't always as fun to hear, but I believe God uses them and he speaks through them. God will use others to speak into your life. So here's what that means. We have a responsibility to surround ourselves with people who will speak truth into our lives and not lies of the ways of the world. So here's the application question. Who are you listening to? Who are you surrounding yourself with that you listen to? If you think about like the percentage of your week and who you're listening to, what percentage goes to God, what percentage goes to the people of God, what percentage goes to the world? Okay, here's the last one I'm going to give you today. God speaks through his spirit. God speaks through his spirit. And if you've come to that place of realizing like, man, I've got sin in my life. It separates me from God. Man, I need Jesus to save me, to rescue me. And now you live your life in relationship with him or like daily you're searching out the purposes of God for your life. You know what scripture says happens? God takes his spirit, the Holy Spirit, and he puts them inside of you. It's crazy. And that spirit, God wants to use that spirit to speak into your life. John 14, 26 makes it about as plain and simple as we can get. It says, but the advocate, that's another name for the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, this is Jesus speaking, this is what he'll do. He will teach you all things and he will remind you, because we forget, he'll remind you of everything I have said to you. God speaks to us through his spirit. Or we could put it this way. This is the churchy way to say it. You ever, you ever heard that still, small voice inside of you? Typically, it's when you're about to make a decision between what's righteous and what's not, what's right and what's wrong. You ever, you ever felt that before? I believe if you're in Christ, that's the voice of God's spirit prompting you 
and speaking in that moment. This week, uh, my son made uh, what we'll call an unwise choice in school. So we got to have a daddy-son talk. And uh, man, my question to him became this, man, buddy, um, before you made that wrong choice, did you, did you feel like God was saying something to you, telling you that that wasn't the, the wise choice to make? He said, yes, sir. And then the conversation went like this. First, man, I'm really glad, buddy, that in your young faith, you're hearing from God. But second, here's what this means. As you grow up in your faith, the call is not just to hear from God, but it's to hear and obey. So let me ask you, adult, student, how are you doing at hearing and obeying the voice of God's Spirit in your life? Because if you're in Christ, He's in you. And that's one of the ways that God wants to speak to you. So how does God speak? He speaks through Scripture, prayer, worship, speaks through others, speaks through His Spirit. list really goes on and on. Okay, There's a number of things I could have hit today. I believe God speaks through nature. He created it. He can speak through circumstances, through dreams, through signs. There's a number of ways, because you know what? God's creative and he's sovereign. And he can speak in a number of ways to your life and to mine. All right, but you may be thinking this. After you hear that, you're like, man, that's great. I needed that reminder. And you go, I, I may have heard God speak in one of those ways. Like maybe last week. I may, but how do I know it's him? How do I know it's him and like not my friend or something else I read, like in trying to influence. How do I know? You ready? I'm about to give you a foolproof way to know if it's God or not. Write this statement down. God always speaks in agreement with his word. He always speaks in agreement with his word. God will never contradict his word. So let me give you a question that you can like kind of filter whenever you think you hear something. Here's the, here's the question you can filter it. Where does this line up with the Bible? Right? How can this be backed up by Scripture? And if you're like, I don't know if there's Scripture backing this up. Listen, talk to somebody who's maybe a little wiser in their faith. But ask that question. Man, how can this be backed up by the Word? And listen, if it can't, there's a really good chance it may not be what God's saying. He'll speak, but that may not be it. Now listen, God wants relationship with you. Every single one of you in the room, online, in our overflow space, God wants relationship. But to have a relationship, there has to be what? Communication. God wants to speak, and he wants you to listen. Now, as we take that truth, all right, we don't just become smarter, but we become more like Jesus. As we take that truth and we apply it to our life, here's a question for you, okay? Don't answer out loud. You don't have to type in the comments. I just want you to think for a second. Ready? What's the last thing? I'm going to give you a second. What's the last thing that you sensed? God say to you? What's the last thing? Like, what's the last thing that, that personally to you, God spoke through his word or prayer, or others, worship? Think about it. Now let me ask this question. Was that, was that hard? Was that hard to think about? For some of you, maybe you're like, ooh, I'm glad we don't have to share that out loud because, like, that was, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I've heard from God. And if that's you today, here's what I want to say. I mean, there's, there's one final way that God speaks that I want you to grasp. It's so important. Like, it matters to all of them. 
Okay, and here's what it is. God speaks when you are still and open to listen. God speaks when you are still and open to listen. Can we just like all agree today that we as a people are impatient, (laughs) we are busy, and we are overwhelmed with voices from this world? Can we just agree on that standpoint this morning? Like, I would almost argue that like we are almost more impatient, more busy, and more overwhelmed with voices, maybe than ever as a society ever before in history. Like it's it's about that bad. I mean, think about it. Like we're so impatient, we don't want to wait at the red light. We don't want to wait for the internet to buffer at the drive-through line. We don't want to wait a package. Like Amazon's got to figure out how to get to you faster so you can be okay with them. Uh, We're we're so busy. Man, we're busy. Like, you got work schedule, and then if you got kids, you got kids' schedules, and you go into the grandkids' game, and you got, like, the unending list of things to do at the house. Like, you never going to catch up on that, right? No, nobody is going like, hey, could you add a little bit more to my calendar? It's not really filled up enough. Could you throw some more things on there? Like, we're busy, like we are. And then we're overwhelmed with voices, Right? Like, there's, like, whatever's going on at home and all that we're hearing there, there's, like, the workplace and the crazy coworker and the boss and what he says. And then, like, you turn on the news. Don't do that. Okay, you turn on the news or social media. Like, just scroll for, like, 30 seconds and, like, like, it's an unending amount of voice. We're overwhelmed with voices. So let me pose this question just for us to consider today. Just think about this for just a moment. Do you think there's any connection between the fact that we as a people are so impatient and busy and overwhelmed with voices and the fact that sometimes it's so hard to hear the voice of God. I think maybe, maybe that's why God said in his word, in Psalm 46.10, God said, Be still. Be still. And know that I'm God. Just stop for a minute. Know that I want to speak to you. See, God speaks. But sometimes, man, we got to slow down. We got to be still and open enough to listen. You see, my plan for today was that was going to be right there where I where I parked my message. But as I got ready this morning, about seven fifteen, kind of doing my final walkthrough of my message, I believe God spoke to me, and uh, it doesn't always happen while I'm just finishing up. But I think God spoke to me, and and he told me to share something with you that's very real uh, and very personal and very relevant to me right now. And so I'm going to try to be obedient before you to do that. Um, I have one remaining living uh, grandparent. It's my mom's dad, and uh, we call him G-Daddy. I think it's kind of like a cool grandfather name. He's the G-Daddy, okay? G-Daddy turned 90 this year, and... uh, I mean, he's lived a long life, and he's lived in Meridian all of his life, but within the last couple of years, we had to move him here to Rankin County because his health was declining so much that uh, he needed my mom and my aunt, who live right here in the area, to be able to take care of him because his health was fading, and he, he needed their care pretty consistently. 
And um, he lived in an apartment here, and man, we get a chance to see him, talk to him, and all that. And COVID's been weird. He's battled all that, trying to be precautious. And uh, he's battled congestive heart failure, just a lot of things. And this week, my mom and my aunt made the really hard decision to move him to a nursing home because he needed that consistent care. And it was a really hard decision because, as you know, man, there's like so much protocol with having to just be cautious to take care of our elderly right now. So we knew that that meant dropping him off on Friday meant that we wouldn't see him like physically, tangibly face-to-face for months, possibly. So my mom texts my sister and I, and she said, hey, listen, that's happening on Friday morning. Man, I just really think it would be wise for you guys to do everything you can to stop by before Friday morning before he leaves and goes to the nursing home. And so I'll just be honest, like our, our week was nuts, like with work and school and ball practice and just so many things going on. And it was busy, but on Thursday night, um, after my son's baseball practice, it was late. My family of four grabbed Chick-fil-A, and we went to G-Daddy's apartment. And it was like an hour before he went to bed. And we just we ate chicken nuggets, and I just talked about life and just shared about an hour together. And we walked out that night, man, knowing like the next day he was leaving, and we may not see him in person again, face-to-face for a long time. We could call him, but it's just not the same. So yesterday morning, after one night um, away from his apartment in the nursing home, my mom got a phone call that he was being rushed to the ER. He'd had a really bad night, and um, he was unresponsive, not, not speaking. He could open his eyes, but he couldn't speak. So my mom immediately rushed to the um, ER, to the hospital. Of course, she's the only one who could go in, and um, we just kind of sat there waiting on responses. And she texts, and she said, He's fading. And uh, his, his temporary tent, as Scripture says, was shutting down. All of us will. And uh, at 2.41 yesterday, she sent a text that said, uh, G-Daddy had breathed his final breath on earth. And he was present and at home with Jesus. And uh, church in that moment, my heart was heavy, okay, for loss. My heart rejoiced because he didn't suffer anymore. He's with Jesus. But my heart was filled with gratitude for the moments on Thursday night. We're in the midst of a chaotic week. We got still enough and open enough to share some moments together. You see, this week we'll celebrate his life. It was an amazing life. Life will live. Life lived for Jesus. And I'll remember a lot of great memories, but I'll never forget the hour on Thursday night with my family of four where we were still enough and open enough to share in relationship together. And here's what I say to you, church. Our living and active God who created the universe with his words longs to speak to you with those very same words, if you and I will be still enough and open enough to listen. Thanks again for listening to this message. For more information about The Exchange or to find out how you can connect with or support what God is doing, visit www.theexchange.cc. Now go, be the church, and give life.